Welcome to Moody Brides. Hello. Hello. For those of you who aren't the other Rachel, I'm laying down seductively in my bed because I have an adjustable bed frame thing. Yes, you do. Welcome to another episode. I'm Rachel Rangel. I'm Rachel Riley. Laying seductively in her bed while she Skypes me. My brain's not fully functioning yet. So, well, I did kind of like spring this podcast recording sesh on you. I was like, hey, you want a podcast in 15 minutes? Yeah. And I was just like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, wait, like 15 minutes, like now 15 minutes? Yeah. Well, we couldn't podcast yesterday because I was gone all day. And then you had some stuff going on. And yes. everybody just had so much stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. What's making you moody this week, Rach? You know what? I'm not moody at all. I'm super fucking happy. I'm just actually I'm really working the system. So Zach and I are on a budget supposedly and um, we literally haven't done any budgeting whatsoever. So I've been trying to swing a vibrating uh, a massaging bed base into our budget and uh Zach's like, well, yeah, maybe when we pay stuff off, like the fact that he doesn't want to get a vibrating bed base right now is making me moody. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. But I don't know how you can't just work that into the budget. It's like groceries or. Yeah. I can't live without it right now. You should explain to the listeners why you're so focused on a vibrating bed base. Like what turn of events brought you to this? How about we talk about what's making you moody first because then – Hold on. Oh, good God. Maybe we should start over. Why? Because my phone just like started playing Instagram stories from other people. Okay. Here's what's making me moody. My shins hurt all the time because I have terrible running form and just I am a bird person. I don't know how to run properly. I don't – and like I've actually been taught how to do it properly by my super athletic husbandito and I still suck at it. So anyway, my shins hurt. And the second thing that's making me moody is that – my dumb ass was like, hey, I'm going to reduce my Prozac uh, dosage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that by myself, which is really uncharacteristic for somebody who's as anxious as I am to be like, I'm going to mess with my medication without a professional telling me to. Anyway, I was like, oh, it's only 20 milligrams. What sort of difference can it make? Well, I've been on that dosage for four years. So it yeah. made a fucking difference. This past weekend, like I felt like I had like the brain flu. So then I go back yeah. in to my doctor who's like eh maybe you shouldn't have done that go back to your regular dosage and the week before that I saw a different doctor who was like let's throw some Wellbutrin in there for weight loss (laughs) anyway I saw my psychiatrist yesterday uh, for the first time in like three and a half years so you're stopping the Wellbutrin or you're starting yeah apparently I should not be on Wellbutrin like there was no need for that it's not gonna help me lose weight it's not gonna do anything except just make more serotonin um so anyway I go to see my psychiatrist who I haven't seen in like three and a half years and he's like how are things I'm like actually they're good but my dumb ass tried to lower my dosage she's like why though Right. So anyway, I'm I'm going back to my regular dosage, and so I'm still adjusting to that, and I just feel like a more emotional wreck than I usually am. Um, that's annoying and is making me moody. And it also bothers me that, like, the doctor I saw was like, oh, you have side effects from Prozac? Let's throw another SSRI in there. And I was like, yeah. wait, what? or I think technically Wellbutrin is an SNRI, but I could be wrong. Um, she was like, let's just psh- – throw that in the cocktail and I'm like this is why people are so fucked up because well and this was partially my fault because I know better I have an awesome psychiatrist who manages medication and like he he's the dude like he knows all this stuff and Mm -hmm. like he's the one who helped me figure out that I have a sulfa allergy like a like a psychological sulfa it's like a lot of like really strong antibiotics um sulfa based antibiotics and I, I was taking one for that sounds like you're trying to say sulfur with a speech impediment no or like you're sulfa. from Brooklyn because I think sulfa is spelled uh I think with an f anyway so anyway he was just like no what are you doing stop and I was like cool good to see you again <laughs> 
Anyway, that's what's making me moody. I my shins fucking hurt, and Ugh. I am moody. <laughs> Although actually, I feel fine the past couple days. It was just over the weekend. I think my body was just like. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> what's going on? So Rachel, that's what I did with my weekend. What did you do with your? Weekend? Oh my god. Mm, I'm still recovering from my weekend. I don't even know. Yeah, where to no start. one cares. Tell us how much fun you had. Okay, so Zach and I went to Texas um, for his his dad's memorial service, and his cousin, who lives in Vegas, came and was like, "Hey, Vegas isn't that far away. We throw a raging Halloween party every year. You guys should come." So jealous. And Zach was like, uh, "Zach was like." all right. So we were talking about it and I was like, I don't know. Cause we're on a budget. So I'm like, I don't know if we should do that. And he's like, let's just do it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that gets me. Okay. I like that's, that's what gets me about this whole budget thing. We just went to Vegas, but yeah, he's like, we're on a budget and chickens are 88 cents a pound right now, like whole chickens. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get some. He's like, we're on a budget. And I was like, what? excuse. That's when he needs to just take several seats. Just stop. The groceries are my so, domain. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, um, so Zach and I went shopping and I was going to be the dude for Halloween. But then Zach wanted to do like a couples thing and he didn't know what to be. So I, he was like, what if we were David S. Pumpkins and the Beat Boy Skeleton? And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. We're doing this. So we go. um, you know, and uh, I couldn't find any, like, Halloween, like, men's Halloween, like, I'm sorry, not Halloween, men's skeleton costumes at, at uh, Spirit. And so I tried on, like, a cat suit one. And, I mean, your girl's a little, wa- a little wavy in places. And I was, like, wavy, Wavy in places. And so uh, we ended up going to Party City. And I'm looking and I see, like, the cat suit ones. And they have the men's ones. And so I was, like, hey... Um, I want that one. And the guy's like, do you not want to try one of the cat suit ones? And I was like, no, I want that one. I want to be as unsexy as possible. Uh, so anyways, flash, flash forward. Um, I was having a hardcore mom guilt about going to this Halloween party, uh, cause I've just never left the kids for fun. I've always, anytime I've left them, um, it's never been longer than, uh, like 18 hours, I think. We did an overnight at a hotel. Well, anyway. Yeah, and our, our Florida trip, they stayed with Zach. So it was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and so, uh, anyways, um, <laughs> Zach and I are driving, and we stop. We're hungry, so we stop at this, like, burger joint on the side of the fucking freeway. I looked it up, and I was like, all right, well, we're either going to be really sick for the rest of the weekend or this is going to be really good. So we get there and it's actually a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. It's called Nessie's Burgers. And um, they uh, had a breakfast. Oh, sorry. Oh, they had a breakfast burger with fried eggs on it. So I was like, I want that. I didn't even look at what size it was. I was like, I want that. And then we get Zach's like, I'll have the same thing. So we get these burgers. They're fucking half pound burgers, dude, with two fried Ugh. eggs on them each. That's oh, my God. Too much. It was. We could have shared one, but I ate half of it, saved the other half for a snack later on down the road. We stopped at a truck stop, and I bought a truck stop Sherpa pullover sweater because I wanted it. And then after that, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this fucking trip. Hell yeah. So then we were like, every place. So the last road trip that Zach and I stopped, every, uh, every, uh, I like to listen to music. I listen to a lot of music and I have a, a keen ear for music lyrics. So every place we stopped that had uh, or drove through that had um, the name of the place was in a song. I played that song. So we listened to Viva Las Vegas. We listened to Never Been to Spain. We listened to uh, Cheryl Crow's Leaving Las Vegas. Like when we were driving <laughs> up to my best friend's wedding, we listened to lots of Johnny Cash. We listened to Jackson because we drove through Jackson, like just everywhere. So Zach was getting, he said he didn't mind, but I could, I could see the annoyance in his face. It's fine. So anyways, we get there and they're like, all right, um, let's go out to dinner. So we go out to dinner and, uh, their Halloween parties at their house. So we go out to dinner and I have a, uh, like a mixed beer of sorts. It was like, a I can't remember. It was, it was kind of like a black and tan, but it wasn't. And then I also had some gin 
just had one drink, but the guy forgot it. So he brought me a double because I waited for like 20 minutes. So we go back to the house. This is where the story gets really good. We go back to the house and uh, Amy and Adam are just like, hey, the guest bedroom has uh, the uh, the bed base. It, it's a massaging bed. So you just like press it and you get like a, a 15 minute massage or whatever. And I was like, all right, okay. But by the time we got back to the house, I was already a little tipsy, so I didn't use it that night. So then Adam's like, hey, I made some homemade wine from the plums in my yard. He's like, it's pretty strong. He's a, he's taller than Zach, so he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, he's about 300 pounds. He's a solid dude. He's a solid dude. He's like, one glass gets me a little tipsy. So I did what anybody would do in that situation, and I ended up drinking the whole fucking bottle. Um. Wow, wow. Jesus. Mistakes, mistakes were made. So <laughs> the next morning, I wake up at five forty-five in the morning, and I'm fucking sweating, and I'm like, "Oh god, I'm gonna, oh god, I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be sick." So, I, long story short, I spent like two and a half hours throwing up. It was a good time, but I felt better afterwards. Then we went, and I ran into a friend. Um, I met up with a friend of mine from high school that happened to be in Vegas, and then uh, we came back. And I took a nap on the vibrating bed. And I was like, this is amazing. This is life-changing. I texted Zach and I was like, where are you? So I told him, I said, go out there and see if uh, Adam needs any help setting up. And this is a house party. This he Adam had a topless bartender, open bar, just tips only, uh, a taco truck. Yeah, a taco truck. So he made the tacos just right there in front of you, had like, uh, salsa, sour cream, cilantro, rice, beans, like the whole thing. I love like, that you're like, <laughs> you're like, I went to this epic Halloween party with a topless bartender and all this. And there was cilantro, sour cream, yeah. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> I don't think there was cheese. But anyways, uh, there was, there like, was no uh, cheese. He sprung on a I don't topless know. bartender, but there was no fucking cheese. I, I, I don't know. I didn't put any cheese on mine because I was like, so after the morning I had, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just drink beer. There's no way I'm going. And the Zach was like, are you sure that's a good idea? Because then you have like two or three beers and you feel really full and we're going to be raging tonight. And I was like, you're going to be raging. Not me. And he's like, okay, we'll see. Talk <laughs> about someone okay. calling me the fuck out like that. Anyways, uh, so... If you've seen the David S. Pumpkin skit, right? No. What? I actually haven't. You need to I don't watch, watch it. SNL the same way you do. I know. I know. But you, I, I've sent this skit to you guys. You need to watch it so you can understand how into my, um, my character I was. Oh, like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I got an Albert Einstein wig. And it, I mean, it's just big fluffy hair. I slicked my hair back. I went all out with the fucking makeup. I bought black spray paint. I bought black face paint. I bought white face paint to make myself a skeleton. I even put black paint up my nostrils just Ooh. to really drive this home. Jokes you were committed. I'm fucking allergic to the paint. But anyways, so... <laughs> So this is like there's a fog machine and there's lights like he installed all these lights and then there's like an outdoor stereo system and it was awesome. It was fucking great. Uh, obviously, Zach and I, you know, I was like, I'm just going to start out with I'm just going to drink like one or two vodka sodas. It's fine. I'll just, you know, I'll just go slow. But then Zach's like, you need a refill? And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I do. Anyways, obviously that spiraled out of control and I ended up cornering a bunch of people talking about the atrocities that dolphins commit. I took a hit off of Bob Ross's vape pen. Um, I also, yeah, yeah. And then um, Adam came over and handed me this tobacco stick that was cucumber flavored. And I was like, I like that. Oh, I was, I was super drunk. Oh my God. So then the next morning... Um, it was a blast. I don't even know what time we went to bed. I know at one point the dog tried humping my foot and I was like, listen, we're friends, but not that good of friends. Like, no, you can't do that. Um, I mean, yeah, that goes without saying that dog should know better. I know. Right. But he was sweet and I did want to bring him home, but not in that kind of weird way. Anyways. So the next morning I'm fine. I wake up. Zach's like, uh, Hey, get up. 
we're going to go to breakfast. And I was like, right now? I want to I want to sleep longer. And he goes, Rachel, it's 1030. So I stood up out of bed and I went to bed. I showered before I went to bed. And I went to bed with wet hair. I have very short hair right now. So you can imagine what my hair looks like. I walked out of that bedroom still fucking drunk. And Amy goes, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking around, just feeling the room spin. I was like, I think I'm still drunk. Mm-hmm. I definitely was. Yeah, it was wild. It was crazy. I only threw up a couple times that time. Like it was different. Uh, just drinking vodka and, and just feeling sick and drunk than drinking a whole bottle and a half of homemade wine. Yeah. Lots wow. of sugar. Yes. And let me tell you what, as I texted my mom on our way home on Sunday and I was like, Hey, I need to book you as a babysitter for next year. Yeah. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. But yeah, you should. So was, it was so much fun. It was so, and so we're, we're going bigger next year as far as the costumes go. I'm not fucking around as you should. You, I you am going to go be, big. I'm, I'm turning into one of those like Halloween people that takes Halloween very seriously. I'm here for it. Um, unfortunate, well, not unfortunately, but the Halloween parties we're going to are, are family friendly. Not in like the, like, they're not children's parties, but they're like, we're all admitting that nobody like is pot- capable of getting a babysitter. So it's like, just bring everybody and the parents will drink and the children will not drink. And that, you know, we'll put them outside with the dogs. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, as you know, I don't drink, but that party sounds amazing just because I love people watching and I love shenanigans. So it was great. I would love to be a fly on that wall, um, it, um, especially the if they have cilantro. I mean, that's a nice cilantro. party. The bartender was beautiful. And actually, she came in. Zach had left the door open while I was applying my face paint. Lace paint. Oh, my God. Lace paint. My lace paint. Um, and uh, so my hair was all slicked back, and I'm in the process of applying all this makeup. And she walks in, and I'm like, hello. She's like, oh, hi. Because the bedroom that I was in was, like, kitty corner to the bathroom. So you get in, and I was just like, this is awkward. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning, we, we, we went to breakfast, and obviously I was still drunk. And I said, I think I'm going to throw up. And Amy was like, just do it. Do it, man. And somebody from the party – who was privy to my uh, dolphin atrocities, penguin atrocities, and micro penis talks? Yeah, that's all party talk. Like, Adam yeah, was like, "I'm gonna hear duh. about you. I'm gonna hear about you on Monday." And I'm like, "Good, good for you. Yeah, you should. You should." Technically, should it's his I, fault. He invited you, so like, he did. He did. He knew. Um, I also talked about the biggest butt plug that I've ever seen. So either wait, way, I'm really wait. What? How big was it? It looks like it could go in a horse's butthole. Where did you see it? Like in person or? Yeah, um, I, saw it in in per- a- I mean, it wasn't being used. It was at Where the store. Where were you? I was at an adult store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are, re- there are repercussions for butt plugs that big. And I think people need to really think those through. Well, then we ended up talking about horses. And I really just, I'm not, I don't know if I'm someone you should take to parties. Like, I might not be. Uh, Personally, I think you're exactly the kind of person you take to parties, but I mean, I might be biased here. Hi, girl. I love you so much. Yeah, but it was really fun. Super drunk, super hungover. So the next morning when we went to breakfast, uh, one of the guys that was at the party had, was at the same place. He came over and he was like, hey, guys. And then he was like, hey, Zach. And then he looked at me, but I was like full on makeup. Like you couldn't see any white anything except for my my hands because I couldn't hold my cup with my gloves on. So I was just, I was just head to toe except for my hands. And so he saw me and he was like, whoa. And I was like, solid sticks underneath the, underneath this makeup, bruh. And he just started Clean up nice, don't I? Yeah. But then I didn't realize that I was having an allergic reaction. So then I, after I sobered up and I looked in the mirror, my face was all covered in a fucking super red rash. I was like, cool, man. Yeah, this is, this is the life. (laughs) I look good. Everyone come see how good I look. (laughs) So yeah, I'm. I'm on a mission to get a vibrating bed base. Like I'm I'm to the point where I feel like I might go behind his back. So that's cheating. Uh buying a bed frame without telling your spouse is cheating. 
I don't know. Mm. It might be. <laughs> I, in some people's book, it really might be. I think that maybe, I maybe mean, it is a big purchase. You might be acting on a little bit of impulse and that you should sleep on it for like two more nights. And if by, what is today? Thursday? I've by Saturday? On my I've been sleeping on my non-vitamin bed for three days now. And you're not okay, huh? I'm not okay. Like my life has been changed. I'm telling everybody about this. I'm making a PSA. I feel like I should get a stipend from these bed-based companies because I'm telling everybody. I did so much research on the way home. Zach's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm being hungover and looking at vibrating bed bases. Does it feel like a massage? I mean, it's, it's, it reminded me of the chairs at the, uh, when you go get a pedicure. Okay, that's nice. But I mean, you could probably get one of those chairs for the same price and it would probably like, I don't know. I mean, I, I always have a problem with those things because they never go high enough up, high enough up on my neck and it might be because I have a freakishly long torso. But um, I don't know. I, I The vibrating beds, it, are they a sexual thing? Because you always no. see it in seedy motels. So you like mm -hmm. put a quarter in. So like clearly mm -hmm. you'd be buying one that you wouldn't have I to put a quarter in. I think about that. There was literally nothing sexual. I mean, it's a bed, but like. You could There's also a lot sleep of non-sexual things you can do in a bed. There are, like, laying seductively and podcasting. That's true, girl. Preach, yeah. preach, preach. So it just I felt really should, relaxing. Yeah. If that's the case, I'm thinking, you know, Christmas is not that too, is not too far away. It's not. But and I, you should tell him, if you love me, if you love me, you will get me this. Okay, and if you don't get but, me this, I will assume you do not love me. But – for Christmas, I've already asked for like the most world's expensive cutting board. I'm who I, am okay, I? So yeah, I don't know. You're like the person that buys things from the Sky Mall magazines. Like you probably. I'm normally not like this. Why? What is? What has changed? Uh, we're getting older. Like I got unreasonably excited about my Dyson cordless vacuum when I bought it unreasonably, like to the point where I kind of like looked in the mirror, like, who are you? Wait a but, second. When we're talking cordless, like, does it just, does it just like re recharge and yeah. does it maintain the same amount of suction? Yes. It's a Dyson. So right. it's like, it's the fucking superhero vacuum cleaners. Oh dude, it's so nice. And like, it's mounted to the wall where it plugs into the charger and I just take it down and I vacuum and then I put it up and I don't want a Roomba because those are technically robots and it might like become self-aware and I don't fuck with that. But I really like my Dyson. I would like to be sponsored by Dyson. Uh, I would like to just scream from the rooftops that I'm an old, old ass woman with a Dyson and I'm not afraid to say that. Now, when it comes to your cutting board, what is it that attracts you to this cutting board? Because to me, it looks like wood with metal buckets hanging off of it. Did I, did I, wait, did I strike a nerve? Is that what it is, Rachel? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. So this cutting board, like, okay, I don't need like the fancy wood. What gets me is it has these removable, you pull these out. So the metal, they have like, little metal hanger things. So I have a very small kitchen, a very okay. small kitchen. It's awful. And this doubles your workspace because you put your cutting board, you can put it at the edge of the counter. And then they have these, like little tray things that pop up that you put your prep trays in. And then if you're cutting stuff up, so let's say you're cutting like pea, not peas, probably not peas. Uh, yeah. If you're cutting carrots. your peas, you're doing the most and you need to stop. Exactly. Uh, so, and it, it just, it has all these little things that you can pop out and then it all goes in. I don't know how to explain it. It's just so beautiful. You don't and have to explain it, it to me, boo-boo. You do what you want. I'm just trying I, to make sure that you have a clear understanding of what it is you're asking for. I do. I do. It's, um, they do have some of them that's like $300. Uh, so it's a little, it's a little less. I think the base model starts out at like 130 but what really gets me is just the storage space on it. So you like you can prep a bunch of things and not have to have all your bowls everywhere because this cutting board holds all of this stuff. And then it also has a thing where you prep your or you prop your uh, iPad or your phone on it. So if you're following a recipe, then it just sits there. Like because cookbooks are have kind of gone by the wayside. Like 
They really have. Uh, you just see people like they make things where you just put your iPad up there or your your tablet or your phone so you can look at, at recipes. I don't know, dude. I'm getting old. I get it. It's okay. This is who we are now. It's all right. Mm-hmm. I um something that made me feel kind of old. I don't know that it made me feel old, but it did make me realize how long I've been out of the game, if you will. I was never mm. in the game. I'm, I'm a serial monogamous. Um, yeah. But I was reading an article that was like, women tell all with, hold on, give me a second. I'm just going to get it right the first time. I'm not going to paraphrase. I'm yeah. Gonna, 11 women on their go-to booty call tux and the success rates. And it's just like, I'm reading it because I'm like, you know, looking for things to talk about on the podcast besides the fact mm-hmm. that I have this badass uh, cordless vacuum cleaner because probably no one cares. <laughs> Except you. You care because you're my girl. Oh, my God. Oh but my they're just like so talking about like, this is what I say to a guy and it almost always works. And I'm just like, wait, like, I know it's been a while since I was like available, but like, do women even have to try? Like, I feel yes, like that's some of us do. No, no, you are cute. And yeah. I, I'm just I mean, speaking from personal experience, I have had to try. So, what were the reasons that you got turned down when trying to execute a booty call? And I don't mean like the murder type, like, you're not killing them, you're trying to make a booty call happen. Let's see. Sometimes they probably were sleeping with other girls at the time. Um, Sometimes they were too drunk. Sometimes I wasn't the number one priority. Which, I mean, is is a priority. Like, you're just just there to get laid. Like, you're not there to... um, I don't know. I don't know. It was just... There were a few times I got turned down and I was like, all right, cool, man. Uh, Remember this. Because I will not forget this. Damn, the wounds and usually, run deep. Usually if it, yeah, usually if it was like a, hey, I'm busy or these kind of things, um, then I'd be like, all right, bye, Felicia. You're not <laughs> I don't me. even like you anyway. A, well, it's it was a very, uh, you know, like I didn't want to be tied down. But as a woman, I have sexual needs. I have a very high sex drive. Had. Had. Hey, man, um, it's all it, good. Uh, yeah, we're, it's we're all good. It, I guess. Uh, now I just really like sleep. Um, just, <laughs> you know, like that's that's my fucking priority, man. I'm still recovering from the weekend. I went to bed at nine thirty last night, and I woke up at eight o'clock this morning, and I still feel my brain feels foggy. Like this is what a hangover in your thirties looks like. It's Thursday. Yeah, this is one of those times where I don't like as much as sometimes I'm like, I do wish I drank because then maybe I could like Mm -hmm. let some of those inhibitions go and really be a weirdo. Um, Then I realize I can be enough weirdo for both of us. Don't worry. And I mean, I'm pretty weird, completely sober. So I try to just let that go, you know, and just show my weirdness. So people are like, you know, I can drink around her and she won't judge me because she's already saying dumber shit than I do drunk. Anyway, I've watched my husband recover from enough hangovers in his 30s that I'm like, nope, don't want that. Don't I legitimately am like on on the wagon right now. Like that's the how that's how crazy the weekend was like my body's like stop doing this to me you need uh, to but stop. anyways back to being booty booty called uh i don't or, know or because i don't of. i never really did the whole booty call thing like i said always yeah. in relationships however I, i'm reading these and i'm like some of these are clever but i just feel like as a woman if you say that you want a bone you're probably not gonna get turned down like most of the time, mm-hmm. right? Most of yeah, the time. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Anyway, um, I mean, I, I, I'll, maybe I'll post it for our, our available listeners who are trying to get laid. Like, here, read this and maybe try these because who doesn't like advice from a website? You know? That is true. That's where Especially, we get all of our advice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good. That's good. Um, I was um, also... Uh, I was going to tell you something about pandas that I thought you would be very interested in. It's like a little funny, Wait, a little pandas, sad. Like, like panda bears. Like, okay. Like little snugglies. Okay. So I'm still reading uh, Bonk by R- Mary Roach. And let me see. This is what page this is on. So they did a bunch of studies on pandas. Let me see here. 
when they were testing Viagra, they, uh, I believe they tested it on, no, okay. They did not test Viagra on pandas, but they did give pandas Viagra when they had already, um, uh, verify that it's safe so they gave it to pandas because apparently part of the you know pandas have trouble reproducing in captivity um mm-hmm. they say that 60 percent of captive pandas show no interest in mating which to me makes me think they're probably depressed which makes me really sad um they also think that it's that the males have erectile deficiencies and so they're basically saying that um hold on there was a panda name Okay, I'm going to fuck this up. It's it's in Chinese. It's Z-H-U-A-N-G twice. Zhang, Zhang Zhang? Anyway, Zhang Zhang couldn't do it. They gave him Viagra and Zhang Zhang could not get it up. And they say in general, pandas are bumbling lovers. They say most of them do not know where to put it. Sometimes they climb on the female's heads and start pushing so apparently, I feel attacked. Yeah. So apparently, the staff at this <laughs> zoo in China had to make an instructional video, which the media gleefully dubbed "panda porn." The BBC even referred to the footage as explicit, even though the animal's thick fur and diminutive penis erect about as big as a man's thumb. It's hard to imagine that the pandas were able to glean much detail from the tapes. Likely, more of a this end up sort of deal. The staff tersely reported improvement so pandas are bumbling lovers who cannot be helped by viagra and the boys don't know where to put their dicks so i just Um, felt like this was something that was relevant to your interest and maybe something you can bring up the next time you're drunk at a party that'll probably be next year i think but i'm gonna put that i'm gonna i'm gonna amass so much party talk it's not even funny um i had something to say pertaining to that but oh so i downloaded the reddit app i'm always on reddit i like it Uh, i like to read different things anyway somebody had the shower thoughts thing and there was like a shower thoughts subreddit and they were somebody had said the only difference between porn and nature documentaries is the the animals are considered animals. Like, what is stopping that from being porn? Animal porn? Yeah. I think if there are people uh, jerking it to it, then it's it's porn. Yeah, it's porn. It's animal I porn. I have the weirdest boner. I'm just kidding. I don't. Um, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> find it. Um, <laughs> that's I like the shower thoughts uh, things. I've seen those okay. before. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that 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 just makes me think about like how uh, how porn is okay, but prostitution is illegal. That blows yeah. my mind. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 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 a thing. Yeah, uh, it was just very like I thought about it, and it was talking about the BBC and like how they air all these. Uh, you know nature documentaries and it's called a nature documentary if there's animals in it but if there's humans in it who are their own subspecies of animals I don't know if that's true I just made that part up but we are uh, animals we are mammals yeah um yeah that's interesting uh because what if you just I mean like you could consider like big brother or like temptation island to be a nature documentary if that's the case like you're just putting out cameras and watching animals Uh have sex so now I think you've stumbled upon a new market that people might like just cameras and people living their lives and boning and calling it nature documentaries I'm pretty sure that's illegal, actually. Well, like, no, 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 no. They're consenting. You are not spying on them. Okay. 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 This is like naked and afraid, but with boning and like less like dirt and starvation. Okay. I get that. Yeah. I wouldn't want I'm to just, go on I'm naked and afraid. I mean, not only would I die pretty quickly, but like that's very vulnerable. Like, can I just have some underwear, just like a pair of underwear? Like, if I could only bring a couple of things with me on naked and afraid, I think underwear would be the top one because I just don't like, you know, the lady bits being exposed to the the elements. All right. I just think that's like you have to protect them at all costs. Right. Am I wrong here? Am I wrong? Nope. I think you're right. That's how you get crabs. I don't think that that's hey. the <laughs> Grabs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'd say I'd say underwear and 
I don't know. I don't know what else I would bring because let's face I it, I would die immediately on Naked and Afraid. They wouldn't let me on the show. I, They'd be like, no, you'll die. I wouldn't let you die. I wouldn't let you die. Are we going to go I on would, Naked and Afraid together? Nobody wants to see this, but maybe. There's probably someone who does. There's always someone who does. All right. I'm, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my face is still peeling from my big old rash covered face like I've are just you just like, you mean your accidental chemical peel <laughs> yeah yeah it's my face is peeling from that <laughs> so that's gross everything's peeling um, <laughs> uh so you sent me an article uh fucking buzzfeed man oh my god fucking buzzfeed yeah i mean you and i have a lovely relationship with buzzfeed it's like, i really do yeah. I, I love it for like their what are they called puff pieces but I don't actually, for the most part, I don't get my actual news from there. Yeah, I get you my should actual not. news. If you're from getting your actual from, news from BuzzFeed, you are an irresponsible human. However, um, you sent me this uh, 16 things people learned about their partners' families that were total deal breakers. This one uh, really, really got me. Uh, after sleeping with my ex for the first time, his mom said to me, Does my son have a really big dick? His burger, his brothers aren't that big, and his, he definitely didn't get it from his dad. What the fuck? Nope. Like, nope. I have a pretty open relationship with my mom. Like, we talk about, but not that. I think that and if can, a man was to bring up his daughter in that way, we would be thoroughly disgusted. So maybe the yeah. mom needs to stop that. And this one, I once dated a 25-year-old guy who told me that he enjoyed cuddling his bed, cuddling in bed with his 23-year-old sister. I always tried to forget it, but I really never could. It just spoiled the whole relationship for me. Yeah, that would weird me out. I I just I, Oh. I found out that my ex his dad had multiple girlfriends in Thailand. He would fly to visit them once a month and video chat them every day. They were sex workers. He was spending thousands of dollars on them while also skipping out on child support payments. His son, my ex, didn't think anything was wrong or weird to spend money on strangers while half his siblings went without badly needed new clothes and shoes. What a dirt bag. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. That's fucking disgusting. Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, I want to, so you just started a new TV show. Oh yeah. So I finally opened up the can of worms. That is my 600 pound life. And I've been resisting it for a very long time because it looks thoroughly depressing, which, you know, it still is. It still is thoroughly depressing. And I was telling you earlier, I can only watch it at night. Like, like, like ending the day, Mm -hmm. because if I watch in the middle, I I try not to watch TV in the middle of the day anyway. Um, but like if I, if I watch it during the daytime, like for some reason it just brings my whole mood down and that might just be my stupid brain. But anyway, I'm watching the episode with the, uh, Asante brothers that's a shit show and the best part of watching this um you know besides watching the people get better which is like legitimately very nice to watch um well when they do which doesn't happen that often (laughs) like actually stay better um yeah I uh yeah watching it with Matt has been an experience because I mean like and I mean this seriously he's one of those people that like really gets annoyed with like excuses when it comes to weight gain and stuff. He's like, unless you have like an actual condition that causes you Mm -hmm. to gain weight uncontrollably, like I really don't want to hear your excuses. Like he's, he takes really good care of himself. And I think he just, you know, unless you have like a physical uh, reason why you can't take care of yourself, he's like, what the fuck? So watching it with him the first couple episodes, you know, he's like, oh my God. But then like, I think we're both like, holy shit, half these people have like massive childhood trauma. And it's just like, and then couple that with the fact that processed crappy food is more affordable and readily available than the healthy stuff for a lot of people, not for everybody, for people in food deserts or people with very like in poverty, people who don't know better. And then people who just don't want to fucking eat healthy food. Anyway, that's been an experience. Um, 
I love Doctor yeah. Now. He is like I do too. This tiny little firecracker. Like he when well, I mean, by firecracker, I mean like I shouldn't use that word because he's not like I've never actually heard an inflection in his voice, but you can tell when Doctor Now is mad. And you can tell when Doctor oh, Now yeah. is happy because he'll be like, You're doing a good job. I have this thing saved in my phone and it's like this pin that somebody made and it says you could have lost 30 pounds this month, but no, you eat the pizza. And so I have it saved in my phone because sometimes I like to look at it because it just makes me laugh. <laughs> you could and have I'm lost like, I could pounds. have. I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't have in a month. That's no, I, people who That's are like 200 calories a day. But when you have yeah. like, yeah, you when have to look at the amount of calories versus different. Yeah. Yes. When, when you're morbidly yes. obese, you can lose 30 pounds in a month. But when you're like a little bit overweight, please do not lose 30 pounds in a month. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I really like Dr. Now. And I am curious to see what his net worth is at this point because um, his, his son actually uh, created the TV show. It started off as like a documentary, I think. And then his son spent. I want to say he spun it to the network producers and they're like, all right. So then that's how this, the whole show got well, started. Well, so that's He's how a- it started is his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Then that also explains why doctor now has the monopoly of being the only treatment provider on my 600 pound life. But I really do yeah. like him. Um, well, he's also one of um, – he is also one of very few doctors that will perform surgeries on, uh, like, very – like, you have to – you have to – for most doctors, you have to be a certain, you know, like, 400 pounds or something like that. But he will operate on people that are bigger than that. Yes. <clears throat> and so he he's basically monopolized. He's a very skilled surgeon. Yeah, like, he's obviously like he's has a, a great very success rate. Yeah, like, watching yeah. him go through and uh, remove – the uh, lymphedema from that one lady's legs. I think it was, was it Tracy? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, her legs were like insanely huge and it was really heartbreaking to yeah, watch. Um, also, it just blows my mind how many of these people have partners who are literally like changing their bedpans every day. Like yeah. I would like to think that I could do it. Um, but I, I think yeah. that if my partner got to that point, I would just be like, I'm not going to be a prisoner to this. I mean, these people yeah. were prisoners in their homes. Anyway, you, yeah, I'm hooked. Now I'll watch that show. Although it, I can only do small doses because it really does depress me. I can't even yeah, watch My I Strange haven't... Addiction for that much because it also depresses me. Or Hoarders, that's another one that just depresses me. I haven't really watched anything. We've been, you know, binge watching Sons of Anarchy. And now that that's over with, I don't get a lot of time to watch whatever I want anymore. So, um Unless I stay up late, but as I mentioned, sleep is life. Yeah. So I'm I'm an early I, to bed type person because I'm up. I I I like to wake up before everybody yeah. on the weekdays. Um, so yeah, I've been, I don't I, like to. I know. No, when my kids were babies, I didn't want to either. Like I would just wake up with them. But now that they're in school, um, I have found. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, it, it makes my day so much better if I can get up and like get a couple sips of my coffee and before the chaos begins um speaking of which there was something else i really wanted to talk to you about oh i found a list of celebrities with 20 with at least 20 years in age gaps and i thought that this might be interesting to read oh let me see what did i put Um, it i kind of started to read an article about uh why nepotism is more uh acceptable in celebrities but it was on Apple News, and I don't subscribe to Apple News because it's ten dollars a month. What the fuck so is that? I, I like, hate that. They're like, if you want to read this, pay uh, us ten dollars. I'm like, give me the news. I mean, I mean, I get it because you're still getting like you're not getting a physical paper, but these people still have to make money. Yeah, you know, it's true. Paper news but has died. It has, and that's really uh-huh. sad. So that's a. So number one is Dennis Quaid and his newest wife, who's 26 years old. He is 65. She is 26. And the memes have been hilarious because people are telling her to watch out for those meddling twins in reference to the parent trap. She's gorgeous, but that is literally a bigger age difference than me and my dad, me and my father-in-law, like 40. That's not, that's 40 year age difference. That's wild. And like, I'm not, okay, look, Dennis Quaid 15 years ago, would bang yeah but Dennis Quaid now clearly looks 65 and there's nothing wrong with that if you are not 26 
that's just weird. That's just weird. Um, Dane Cook, 47, and his hmm, looks like Dane Cook She's does not look young. good, but he's never been. Did no. you ever think Dane Cook was attractive? Not particularly. Neither did I. And then he's with someone named Kelsey Taylor, who's 20. So 20 and 47. Yep. Oh, God. I saw that, that he said, um, oh, let me move that down. He said that, like, she, he's been waiting his whole life for her and something like that. Like, I don't know. It was kind of sweet. But then at the same time, she, yep, there she is. Where has she I been all my know. life? And then I realized she wasn't alive for the first 26 of it. Yeah, that's that's the quote I'm talking that's about. That's wild. And it's just because like age differences, like it, it really, the older the younger person is. So like her being 20 and him being 47, that's a, that's, it, it may not be like a 50 year age gap, but it's like a, that's like a generation. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like he no, could I, be her father. <laughs> Like age wise, and and like it's different if you're in your 40s or 50s and you're dating somebody yeah. in their 60s or 70s for some reason. And no, maybe I, it's because I you've totally lived enough it life, and 20 year olds their brains aren't exactly even done developing. No, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. You experience things, and I mean, you experience them differently. Um, and and like you said, gen generational. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Matt and I are only seven. Seven years apart. I mean, same with you and, and Zach. And like sometimes there's even times where it's like it like dawns on me that like when he was like an adult, I was still in middle school. And that's weird yeah, to think have, about. But obviously I didn't meet <laughs> I, him until I, I was twenty one. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I met I him as an adult. Too. And like, you know, meeting him when I'm twenty one and he's twenty eight doesn't seem like you know seven years but you're both adults anyway sarah paulson is 44 and she's been with holland taylor who's 76 so it's a 32 age year gap age, age gap year god god i can't talk oh apparently taylor slid into sarah paulson's twitter dms and that's how it all started how long have they been together they're like super in love though like four right? years yeah they've been together for a long time four years um, well, nah, a longish time. Uh, Rosie Huntington Whiteley is 32 and Jason <clears throat> Statham is 52. So that's a 20 year age gap. I didn't realize they were so far apart in age. <clears throat> they look great together. <clears throat> to me, that doesn't like for some reason, those two don't look like there's a huge age gap. between. Yeah. Not, not that she looks old or he looks freakishly young. I think they just look great together. Alec Baldwin, 61 and Hilaria Baldwin, who's 35. They've been uh, married since 2012 and have had five children, or it says, and have five children together. So I'm assuming they had those five children and on top of the children he already has. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, Solange Knowles is 33 and her husband, Alan Ferguson, is 56. Ooh. Catherine McPhee and David Foster. So she's 35 and he's 69. David Foster has had quite the list of like beautiful wives. Mm -hmm. Who's David Foster? Hold on, I'm looking him up. No, you're fine. Yeah, he's a, he's, I believe he's a composer. He's a musician. I know oh. he like he was okay. pretty like instrumental okay. in making sure Josh Groban got a start. Oh, fun fact! You know I had, used who to had think, a big. Um, wait, what? Oh, go on. No, wait, you, a big what? You first. I was gonna say there was a point where I thought Josh Groban was snacky. High school to be specific. Um, go on. Who had a big what? A uh, big age gap. Uh, Kate, uh, Zach, hold on. Let me think of her name. It's Zach's girlfriend. Uh, Kate Beckinsale was married to, uh, oh, she has the same birthday as I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, uh, hold on. Sorry. So, uh, I can't think of his name, but he's been on a lot of stuff lately. Um, she was married to, I thought she was married on, to that director. On. No, Michael Sheen. She was married to Michael Sheen for a long time. And the guy he, from Masters of Sex? He played Dr. Uh, Masters? Yes. And yes, he plays yep. the angel on Good o or Bad Omens. Is it Bad Omens yep, or Good Omens? Yep. And wow. he's also on this new show called Prodigal Son that I'm really digging hardcore. She was married but, to him? Um, she was married to him for a long time. And so they just got divorced. Because remember, she was dating uh, Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he, he hooked up with a younger gal. And they're expecting a baby if they haven't had it yet. 
Wow. Michael Sheen. I don't get it, but you know what? Good for yeah. her. So, okay, there wasn't a big age difference in between Kate Beckinsale and Michael Sheen, but his new girlfriend, there's a big age difference. Interesting. I guess maybe because he looks so much older than she does. She was born in 73 and he was born in 69. Yeah, that's not a diff- big age difference at all. That's nothing. No, that's but, nothing. They, but they look, no, but they, it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, Michael yeah, Sheen, I think, looks, looks like older than he is. Speaking of Michaels, yeah. Michael Douglas is 75 and Catherine Zeta-Jones is 50 and still looking like a smoking hot schnack. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, that is, not Michael Douglas. Anyway, but they've been together for a really long time, as we all know. Uh, this one, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Do you know who that is? He's 29. I think I do. I just, well, no, I'm going to look him up. Uh, yeah. My, one of my most used apps on my phone is IMDb. Yeah. He's he's young. And then he's married to Sam Taylor Johnson, who is 52. Um, he, and I think she might be a director. Anyway, there, she's 23 years older than him. And for that, I say good for her. Um, good for her. Yeah. Harrison Ford and Calista to... Flockhart, which I didn't realize they had such an age difference. Okay. That's what I thought. He was in Savages. Which I loved that movie. I liked that movie. I need to rewatch that. A lot that. of people didn't. It's, you know. A lot of people didn't like it. It's provocative. And there were it parts of it that annoyed me. I didn't really like Blake Lively's mm-hmm. character. And I thought the whole thing was very unrealistic. But it's a movie. So, like, what are you going to do? I don't understand how having two boyfriends is unrealistic. Isn't it our goal to I've have I've been trying husbands? to have two husbands for a long time now. And nobody okay. will let me do it. And, I mean, but I'm also, still saying. But also, no kids. So, then. You can have sex wherever you want, whenever you want. And if you're in the bathtub and they're like, hey, we both want to hit that. And you're like, fuck, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I've ever thought this through. No, I mean, it's okay. We're just spitting out ideas right now. I mean, two husbands, like I said, what what I've told you guys in the past is that when I think two husbands, I'm like, one can take care of the kids and the other one can clean the house and I can go for a walk. Bye. Bye. I've been trying to – so my mom's been a little under the weather, so I've been trying to clean the kitchen for, like, two days. Um, that sounds like it would be difficult or that it wouldn't be difficult. Wait, you said you've been trying kitchen. to clean the kitchen for two days? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. We all have days like uh, that. Day, days Well, like that. Um, our sinks are very shallow. They're very small sinks. I hate that shit. And we have kind of a large family. And also I cook a lot of stuff from scratch. And then also uh, the kids like to unload the dishwasher while I'm loading it. I ho- I let them help me unload it. Uh, so that's why they think that they can help unload help. it while I'm loading it. And I just really, yeah, help. Help with so, big air quotes around it. Yeah. So uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Cleaning. Cleaning. It would be really nice for someone to just come in and like. I'll take care of this. So what you're saying is you want two husbands so one can do the dishes? Yeah. I don't see why that's not possible. I really, like, I don't understand why everyone acts like this is such a tall order. That's really not. It's not. It's just like the $1,000 cutting board and the vibrating bed frame. Why can't we get what we want? Okay, it's a $600 cutting board and a $1,000. I'll just go fuck myself. I mean, if that's what you have to do. I do, because I only have one husband, and he's always gone. (laughs) But if I had two husbands, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but Savages is a good movie. I might have to rewatch it now that I realize that that's the guy from it. But anyway, yeah, he married himself a cougar. And I never liked that term because I think that's mean to older women because they're still beautiful and sexual beings just because they're in their – Middle age does not mean that. Anyway, I'm just saying, I feel this way even stronger as I move into my 30s and realize that that will be me in 15 to 20 years. Anyway. Indeed. Me too. Also, can we just talk about the dream I had about Rico getting pregnant? Mm. Even though Rico is a man. And uh, yeah, in my dream, God made Rico pregnant. Yeah. God was like, you. And then I remember in the dream, Rico had like a cramp and was like, ow. What was that? And then pregnant. And I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. And so in my dream, I was being thoughtful. And I was like, how can I cheer up my man friend who never wanted to be pregnant? Uh, And I got him a Coke and hot Cheetos, which, frankly, now that I look back on it in my awake state, that's not a very nice thing to buy for your pregnant friends because that's horrible for your baby. Anyway, what the Uh, fuck is going on in my brain that my male friends are getting pregnant? 
What does it mean? I had a dream that we all went to the movies as a family and everybody left me and the movies was outside and I was trying to like run after one kid and that kid was sitting down. Like, I don't even know what was happening. And then I would get that kid back and then the other kid would take off running and there was a carton of eggs and Lennon was like poking through all the eggs and all the yolks were spilling out. And I'm like, I'm going to get kicked out of this movie theater. I don't even know. And so then in like, then they went from being toddlers to infants again. And I slept, I slept in and I woke up and the kids weren't in their, in their cribs. So then I went downstairs and Zach was with the kids and he's like, both of them have poopy diapers and I don't know what to do. I don't know what so, to do. So you that's know what dream, to do. The dreams that I had last night. It was, those sound like know, anxiety dreams. Like those sound like stress dreams. I have very frequent stress dreams about packing. I, I mean, I we've talked about dreams. I think it's because I'm getting, yeah, I think it's because I'm getting ready to potty train Lennon. And then she peed on the floor last night. Ah, yep. There you go. I think you just yeah. answered your own question. You're having stress dreams yeah. about potty training. And might I say, they I are am. warranted because potty training is really stressful. For me personally, the most stressful part of potty training was taking them to public restrooms because you have to like make sure they don't touch anything and then you wash their hands properly. Yeah. And it's just, it for someone who, that's the only time my OCD is like that t- traditional OCD is like public bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I get real freaked out by the germs. Uh but anyway, I just, yeah, yeah. she, uh, I, so I don't know if we talked about it the last time we, po- so she had a full diaper. They love drinking water. Like we don't have, That's good. I know it's not healthy for them and it's not healthy for them, but sometimes I'll give them little squirts of Mio. So they'll drink more, like they'll drink water, but they'll drink more if it's just a little flavored. That's and so just a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, uh, she had a lot of water and then she decided she needed a diaper change because it was just over a period of like 20 minutes. So she took her pants off. She took her diaper off and she handed me a new diaper. And I was like, okay, it's time. It's time. So I bought them new underwear and, um, both of them. And, uh, yeah. And now I just can't. And so last night they were taking a bath and then Zach got them out. We were, it was, it was a family affair last night. Uh, Angie had added me to this group. I think you're in it too, uh, oh, that yeah. Facebook group. Yes. Um, and somebody had posted a picture of their laundry, and I was like, that makes me feel so much better because I have probably seven loads of laundry that need to be folded right now. That's why she made the um, Facebook group. She wanted people to, like, talk about real-life shit. Yeah, and so it just made me feel really good. But I told Zach, I was like, I have got to get this laundry under control. So um, Zach gave the kids a bath. My mom and I folded laundry all in, you know, in our, in our master bedroom and, uh, Lennon came out and I was running downstairs to get them diapers because I forgot to bring them up. And Zach's like, she's peeing on the floor. (laughs) And so she peed on the floor. Finally, he got her over onto the towel. So she finished up peeing on the towel and then she bent down to try to wipe it up. And it was just really sweet. And I'm like, this potty training thing has to start. Yeah. It's time. Unfortunately, (laughs) you cannot put it off anymore. Like people don't understand like potty training. Yes. When they are potty trained, your life is a lot easier, but potty training is very hard. (laughs) And that's why some parents are like, I'm not going to rush this. And I don't think you should. I think you should wait until they're showing you signs that they're ready. And my first, and she is I mean, ready. are those signs? She is ready. Uh, yeah, she's definitely like. I'm just like, maybe she's not ready. Maybe this is just a fluke. Nope. But then she like goes in the other room to go to the bathroom. And then she comes back or she'll. I'm just like, God damn it. Or she'll hand me a new diaper like after she's gone. And was like, and I'm, I know it's time. I know yeah, it's time. It and is. I just have to sit down and. Well, and but if I think you don't have any trips or anything planned, this is a good time to do it. Like the best time to do it is when you, you know yeah. you're not going to be traveling anytime soon. So you guys can just like take a solid month to just get the routine down and just carry lots of extra clothes. That's all you can do. Carry lots of extra clothes and don't rush the nighttime potty training because that's physiological. No, I, I I do not want to <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night. So there's that. <laughs> not rushing jack shit. <laughs> What's wrong with me? No, I mean, I, I like that. Every kid is different, man. I have a friend who does the elimination communication and like her one-year-old is like wearing underwear. Like she's been putting him on a potty since like he could sit up and um, it's great. Why is my garage door open? I don't remember that being open. Dad? Ghost? Ghost dad? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. So you were reading something about JFK you wanted to discuss. Yeah, I mean, so I... 
I love reading about like figures in history that are romanticized. And I don't necessarily know that JFK was romanticized. I think it's pretty well known that he was a philanderer. Like we know that he cheated on his wife. We know that. But like, you know, there were also some good things about him. And I'm not saying that like, you know, but um, things that I didn't know about him until I was listening to an episode of Brilliant Idiots and they had Ryan Holiday on talking about his newest book and he brought up JFK and I can't remember the context of how JFK came up, but like just how he was like a, a drug addict essentially he hurt himself really badly in the war and had this like crippling back pain for the rest of his life and like was regularly having to take drugs both prescribed and not prescribed to deal with the pain and then I found out and I don't remember who it was but just that he like I think yeah, I think he qualifies as a sex addict where like he physically felt the need like he would feel fi- I think it was him who said he felt physically ill if he couldn't sleep with a different woman every so often. And what I didn't realize is that Jackie was apparently fine with it. She and I'll I'll send you the article where they were talking mm-hmm. about I think it yeah. was um who's the gal who sings you're so vain? Oh my god, why can I not remember? Uh, Carly Simon. Yes. Carly Simon in her book, like, um, touched by the sun or something like that. It's, it's, it's basically about her friendship with Jackie O and just about how Jackie was well aware and didn't really care. She was like, he loves me. So I know he, like, he loves me more than anything. And I think she was saying that the most hurtful thing he ever, like the hurt thing that he did that hurt her the most was never the affairs themselves. It was that when she gave birth to their child who was born stillborn, uh, he was on a yacht in the Mediterranean with his mistress at the time and was like, well, the baby's dead. Why do I need to rush back? And it was just like, oh, God dang. Wow. And it's like, I... Maybe that'll be something I do a little bit more research on. It's just like when you start reading about all these people from like old Hollywood in the 50s and mm-hmm. 60s and like we love to talk about like how people were classier back then. And I mean, yes, they dressed yeah. classier and the music was classier and blah, blah, blah. But like, let's get real. These people were hella shady. And like reading about like Elizabeth yeah. Taylor, she stole her friend's husband. Who's the one? Princess Leia's mom. Uh, they both died Harry, last year. Gary. Uh, Carrie Fisher's mom, mom. Debbie Reynolds. Carrie Fisher, yeah. Debbie Reynolds. Like, she straight up stole Debbie Reynolds' husband, and they were, like, best friends. And then she married him. Like, it's just wild. And I just, I find it so comical when people are like, the good old days when people had morals. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like, no, absolutely not. It just, the stuff that happened wasn't talked about. Yes, we didn't have our 24 hour news cycle. Like, they were more more secrets you know um that's fucking crazy yeah i should read up on some of that stuff yeah and like i'm trying to remember what else they said on that episode of brilliant idiots but like how jfk also like his back injury was so bad that like even having sex in the missionary position was painful so he would just like lay down and it was like robotic like he didn't even have sex because of the connection it was more like a physical thing he had to do to feel better does that make sense? I wonder, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, that the back injury did something. Or, yeah, like, I mean, PTSD, who knows? Because it definitely wasn't talked yeah. about like it is now. And like, there's a, yeah, definitely. There's a really good article that Matt sent me actually that like, I guess people were sharing in his circle of friends about just like the difference in a man's like sexual. I don't know if it's performance, just like di- like people's sexual relationships when a man comes back from war and how it changes. And it was a really interesting article and I'll probably send it to you because I think you'll find it interesting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah anyway, absolutely. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to look into that more because I love hearing about all the shady things that these people got up to that nowadays were like, look how beautiful and glamorous they were Mm -hmm. like they were shit shows I still love them but they were shit shows like Ava Gardner and Mickey Rooney I think when they got married like they literally shot out the windows of a store the night of their wedding like oh I can't remember where I read it I'm gonna send you this article too because it was just wild I was like Ava Gardner I have a I have a lot of reading to do yes, over the so my books are due on the twenty eighth. Well, and uh because I've been so balls deep in Sons of Anarchy with Zach, I haven't read any of them. So my goal is to read all three books by the twenty eighth. You can which do it. I believe today's in the twenty fourth. 
I believe it. I'm a fast reader. Um, it just is a matter of, of finding the time to do it. Um, yeah, I, I read. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I, I really love reading. I've always loved reading, but since having kids and stuff, I just oh, haven't it's so much harder. Um, the only reason I've been able to read the way I have is because the girls are in school now. Like that's, that's literally, yeah. I've never read so much since they've been born as I, I do now. Cause now I have time. We're, we're going through a, you know, the kids are, um, 21 months old. They're about to be two. And, uh, they're really tall. Like we're, we're cruising into three T territory cause all of Baxley's two T pants are too short. Solid. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're pretty big kids and now they can reach everything, like everything. And so you're in what I like to call uh, the trenches. It gets easier when they turn like four. <laughs> yeah. Five. No, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the <laughs> trenches of it. <laughs> and yeah. Six? So it just, uh, <laughs> Seven. Yeah, and then they, they turned eight, and Baxley's they figured out get really emotional. Go on, sorry. Uh, well, Baxley's figured out that he doesn't need a stepping stool or anything to crawl on the entertainment center in the family room. Nice. So, um, yeah, and his new word is stuck, but he says tuck. And uh, <laughs> he got high centered. He was letting himself into the bathtub, and he got high centered on it, which I can't imagine felt very comfortable for him. Like he was high centered, but he goes tuck, tuck, tuck. Tuck. Oh, he's so <laughs> like, precious. He is so precious. Much. I was like, dude, you're not stuck, man. Like, not stuck at all. Speaking of precious dude. little children, I have to go pick mine up from school. Yeah, I'm gonna take some Tylenol. I don't know. I have a raging headache, and I don't know. Go live your best I, life I'm and read those books because you have to read three books in like five days. I'm gonna do it. You can do I'm it. Not I believe even in you. Clean today. I believe in you. You're worth number one hype girl. Ooh, Thank you. Ooh. Oh, that echoed. It was nice. Yeah. I'll have lots to talk about next week because I'm reading three books in the next four days. Yes. Go read about JFK. Yes. Go read about JFK and his sex addiction and drug addiction and just wild. All right, my darlings. We love you. Thank you for listening. We love you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Say love. Say love. Carpe diem. I mean, seize the carp. Seize that carp. Carp that DM. <laughs> Signing off. Bye. Bye.